active shooter or active killer incidents, because they're not always with firearms, are not new and go back centuries, actually, in this country of school massacres. But they have definitely been increasing the last couple decades. We have evidence that supports this. And just watching the news, you know that this is true. Monday, we had the incident at Michigan State. Three students killed, five others injured. Yesterday was the anniversary of the Parkland shooting five years ago. One of the girls that was in Michigan State incident, she had been in the Sandy Hook massacre. She was a survivor of that terrible, fateful shooting that day. They are increasing, and that's why it's important for us to understand the problem, have a plan to deal with the problem, do what we can to prevent these incidents, and prepare ourselves to survive if we ever find ourselves in one. You know, that's why I wrote Survive a Shooting. It's a giant textbook on the topic. It's the book that I wanted when I got serious about looking at how I could help people with these situations. And that was right after the Aurora shooting. If you remember the individual that opened up at the Batman movie premiere, killing people in Aurora, Colorado. That's when I got serious about going to do something to help people and started teaching, learned as much as I could, was certified by different courses such as Safari Land, wrote the book and continue to teach and do things today. Good morning, Jay. Appreciate you being here. Run, hide, fight is a well-known model and it's a good model for what it is. But I changed the model for my book and my courses because I think it could be better. One of the things I don't like about run, hide, fight is it's often taught in a linear fashion. First, you run. If you can't run, then you hide. If you can't hide only as a last resort, you fight. And it's actually not linear in the way things play out. And that's why I formed a triangle. You're going to do something, but what you do is going to be dependent on you, your location, and the killer's location. And I didn't like the words as much. I have escape because it's not always going to be running. It might be diving on the ground and crawling away. It might be going out a window, but we're going to escape to safety. Rather than hide, I don't like the word hide because hiding and hoping is not a plan for success. I have deny. We're going to actively do something to deny the killer access to harm us. That could be hiding because if a killer doesn't see or hear us, he may pass us by and go somewhere else. It may be barricading yourself in, locked down, denying the killer access to the location you're at. It may be getting behind cover, something that's bulletproof, and denying that killer access to shoot you because you're behind something bulletproof. If the killer has a knife or a machete, it might be putting something between you so he cannot reach you to hurt you. So we're going to actively deny that killer the opportunity to do you harm. And third, we're going to attack back. We're going to defend ourselves. I like attack back because offensively, we're going to take that person out. This is not a schoolyard fight. This is survival. And we're attacking back because good people don't go attack others. Remember, he started it. He's trying to kill you. So you're doing something back to stop him. And that could be all the way up to using lethal force if that's what it takes to stop that person from killing you or someone else. So those are the points of my active shooter triangle. We have escape, deny, attack back. Defend yourself if you have to.
And which one you choose will be dependent on you, your location, and the location of the killer and the environment. Today, I want to talk a little bit about the escape point. This is going to be a three-part series, and we're going to talk about deny and attack back the next couple days. Today, we're going to talk about escape. It's very important if we can get off the X. That is something taught to all military people. Get out of the kill zone. If you can escape the kill zone, that will keep you safe. That might be running and sprinting away as fast as you can in a safe direction. Don't worry about zigzagging. If you're not a trained athlete, you might try to zigzag and trip yourself, and now you're an easier target. If you're zigging, your friend's zagging, and you trip each other, just run as straight and as fast as possible to get out of the kill zone. Greg Ellifritz, a retired police officer, an author who's done a lot of writing on active killer situations, as well as other aspects of safety and defending oneself and law enforcement topics. He did an experiment one day, took a bunch of people out with airsoft and had them running zigzag and had them running straight while people were shooting at them. And his conclusions were running straight, the best option. Lauren Christensen, retired police officer, author of 60 or 70 books now, in his his survive a school shooting book, he talks about run straight. Don't zigzag. Just get out of the area as quick as you can. If you don't have the opportunity or the escape route to escape, it might not be your best option. And that's why I say it's not always first and foremost run. If you're in a location where you can lock down and keep yourself from harm and deny that killer access, that might be better than blindly running down a hall or running somewhere where you don't know where the killer is and you might run right into a killer. That's why for a lot of locations, especially schools, lockdown can be a more successful defensive mechanism to keep people safe than just having everybody blindly run out of the classrooms and running all over the place, especially when you don't know where the killer or killers are. You believe there's only one and you're running the opposite direction and you run right into a killer. So we want to have the escape routes and the opportunity. Other things that might prevent us from using the escape point of the triangle. What if you're with somebody that can't escape? I've been in a lot of hospitals. I teach in hospital schools, banks, businesses, municipalities, you know, all over. But I've taught in a lot of hospitals. And I have yet to find people who work in hospitals that will just abandon the patients and people that they're taking care of. I have taught thousands of teachers, and I have yet to find teachers that are going to abandon the students that they're responsible for. So if not everyone can escape with you, escape might not be the best option. And running might definitely not be the best option if everybody with you cannot run and get out as well. Something to think about when you're escaping, cover and concealment. We can leapfrog from cover to cover to cover. Cover will stop bullets. Concealment just hides you, but bullets can go through. So cover is going to always be better than concealment. But as I said earlier, if a killer doesn't see you or hear you, he may not shoot. So hiding behind some kind of concealment can be a strategy to keep yourself safe. You know, Jay said, know your outs. Yes, knowing your exits, knowing the avenues and escape routes is so important. And that's why I preach that when I talk about situational awareness. But cover and concealment can help us escape. We're going to run straight. We're not going to zigzag. We may have to leapfrog and go from place to place. 
We come up to a corner. We don't want to necessarily just run blindly around a corner. There's a technique called slicing the pie. And that's where you sort of look a little bit and you see an angle, a little bit more, more of the angle. And you just slowly look at the different angles until you see if it's clear or not for you to go around that corner or run past an intersection in the hallways. So even when we're escaping, we're running, we don't want to blindly panic and run through places that could put us in a kill zone if we don't know where the killer is or a possible second killer. So we want to be careful on those kind of things. We want to be careful that we don't cause panic and trample other people. We want to make sure we get everybody that's with us to the safe zone. So those are a couple strategies to help you when you're escaping if that turns out to be the best option for you. Remember, have to have an escape route to safety. You have to know where that escape route is and that it gets you to safety. And you have to have the opportunity to escape for that avenue to be the best choice. If you don't have those, denying access may be a better op, you know, choice for you at that time if you can lock down and deny access. And there will be some situations where all you have is fight back, attack back, take him out because there's not an avenue of escape and there's no way to deny the person access. You're sitting in the middle of the office, middle of the classroom, and the killer barges in and he's right there. You're attacking back and taking him out. There's no nothing else you can do. There's nowhere to go. And that's why we're prepared to do all of those. And then in my triangle, I have outside arrows. Because when you're doing one of the three, you have to be prepared to do the other two as well. Mark says, know the floor plan. What room is the safest, closest to an exit? You can slip out of when the wacko moves on. Yes, knowing your locations, knowing your ways out, knowing your escape rooms or your escape routes, knowing your safer rooms, all important, especially of the locations that you frequent the most. You're escaping. All of a sudden you turn a corner, you run into the killer or a secondary killer. Now you're attacking back and fighting. Boom, it just happened. You're escaping. All of a sudden you see that there's another killer that direction. Your escape route is no good anymore. You jump into a room, you barricade, you deny him access and you stay safe that way. You're always ready to do one of the other two, even when you're doing one. I hope this was a little bit helpful. I don't like to make these lives and podcasts too long because everybody has busy days, lots of things to do. I want you out there enjoying life, enjoying life safely. That's why I broke this into three segments. We talked about escape today. We're going to talk about deny tomorrow. And Friday, I'm going to talk about attacking back and give you some strategies to help you on this. Active killers are a reality in the world we live in today. And I want to do everything I can to provide information so you have a plan, you have skills, you have the confidence that you can survive these incidents so you don't have to be afraid, so you can go out and enjoy life safely. Jay says, good wisdom. I appreciate that, Jay. Appreciate you being here. Appreciate everybody that comments and helps join these lives and those that watch later on in the day and those that share them around to others to help get this information out so more and more people can just enjoy life and be safe doing it. Tomorrow, we'll talk about deny. Make it a fantastic day and I'll see you then.